morning, everybody, and welcome to The Hub Today presents Mom to Mom. I'm Maria Sansone. Thank you so much for being here this morning. We're going to have a great show. So we know how important community is when it comes to raising our kids. We need that village. And my guest today, Kristen Gabrielle, knows that all too well. Kristen made her Instagram profile public after the birth of her first child as she really sought a community. And you know what? She found it. Throughout her journey, she has connected with over 72,000 people on Instagram alone, and she and her wife are raising two young kids and share their life, the highs, the lows, the comedic realities, everything in between, all the fun stuff about motherhood that we can all totally relate to. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, here's Kristen on the big screen. Good morning, Mama. Hi, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. You know what? I'm in such a good mood because I was just doing a deep dive on your Instagram. And I mean, you talk about everything from bra straps to your children abusing you. I mean, you take these like realities of motherhood and you make them really funny. You set it to music, but you all kind of make us feel like we're not alone in these things. So that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to just be as relatable as possible and just speak the truth, basically. So is that true? You only started Instagram when you had your daughter, your first child? Um, well, yeah, after I had my son. Oh, your son. Um, yeah. And I was like, had my Instagram private and didn't, you know, really share anything. And I remember um, after having him and just some of the things that I was facing, I was like, hey, I can't be the only one that's going through this, you know? And I felt super like isolated and alone. And that's when I took my account off of private and I was looking to build that community. And I'm so happy that I found it. Do you remember those early posts? And was there one that you felt like really resonated and you thought, you know what, I'm onto something here? Oh, totally. And that was probably back in 2020, I would say. Um, and we all know that 2020 was uh, a big year here yeah. in the States. Um, and I think that's when people started to listen and that's when those posts started taking off and yeah, people honestly just started to listen what black people had to say. So for people who aren't following you, give us a little briefing on who you are, a little bit about your family and what you do. All right. Well, I'm Kristen. Um, I have a wife named Caitlin and we have two kids that we're raising in Florida, a four-year-old gray and our one-year-old daughter Hayes. Um, my wife coaches basketball at a local university and I stay home with both of the kids. And honestly, I'm living my dream. Um, I've wanted to be a stay at home mom and just be present, but also be able to provide income for my family. So being a content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it has been seriously a dream come true. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of moms are able to do that. And it's great because you can be at home and you can also get some money while you're doing the things you love and actually connecting with people and helping people. So when you originally started this social media thing, you were really just trying to connect like for your own good, right? Right. Totally. Yeah. I hands down started it because I had terrible postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And I saw like some posts here and there. And I was like, reaching out to people because I wasn't even aware of what I was going through, honestly, and just connecting with people and having these conversations just really opened the door. I was so ashamed during that time. So I definitely had postpartum anxiety, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, I, I had heard of postpartum depression. I had never heard of postpartum anxiety that it could manifest mm -hmm. like that. I definitely had it with my daughter and then it came on worse with my son 
because he was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt ashamed. I couldn't go on social media. I had a following. I wish I had looking back, but I couldn't find the strength to do that. How did you, how were you able to share that, that something that was so personal? Well, I looked at it from the point of if I'm going through this, I know that someone else is too. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't want people to feel alone. I wanted to know that they weren't crazy because I thought that I was crazy. I literally thought that I had lost my mind. Yes. Um, and what I was going through. And just like you, I've heard of postpartum depression, but never postpartum anxiety. And I was truly, truly struggling. And, um, yeah, I just, I just didn't want other women to feel like they were crazy or losing themselves. And that was completely normal. And that there are so many women that go through it and let's, let's talk about it together. Let's lean on each other. I just felt like that was so important. I remember once, and I just told a friend this the other day, when my son was really little, I took the stroller and I went down to the eye doctor and I said, listen, I'm going blind. So you need to help me. And they looked at my eyes. They looked at everything. They're like, it's exactly the same as it was when you came in a year ago. Like, everything's good. And I said, I can't see anything. By the end of the night, I try to watch TV. And they said, do you have other kids besides this little one in the stroller? I said, yeah, I have a daughter who's at preschool. And I work full time. And I read a teleprompter all day. And they're like, girl, you're tired. <laughs> you're not going yeah. blind. You're yeah. tired, you're stressed, you're going through postpartum stuff. So it manifests in all types of different ways. And I definitely did turn to Instagram. I was afraid to share my story, but I did see other people going through it and realizing that I wasn't crazy. Um, so what are some things that, is there anything that you've shared that you feel like, ugh, I wish I could put that genie back in the bottle? You know, like can't untoast toast. Did you ever put anything out there and go, oh, I wish I hadn't? No. I'm Just no like show even it all. With, yeah. Even with like all the negative comments sometimes that may come or, you know, the not so nice people that come in my DMS or like, you know, um, comment on my posts. I just, the positive is it's overwhelming. It's, it's so amazing that I've never thought for one second, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Or I wish I wouldn't have said this. And, um, I'm just so proud, honestly, of my wife and I, and how we're raising our kids. We're not perfect, but we allow our kids to be kids and just be their authentic selves. And I think sometimes a lot of parents have a hard time with that. So I love that. Yeah, and right I, out there. I think it's fair to say that you've become a role model for a lot of people because you've been so open about black maternal health and interracial marriage and normalizing gay families like your own. Um, did you have a role model or role models like that when you were coming of age or you were starting your family? No, not at all. Like, yeah. Not at all. I, even like in school, um, my siblings and I, we went to schools. It was all white kids. The only other black kids were basically my, my brothers and our cousins. Um, so there was no, no black queer role model. I had never seen like another two mom family or anything like that. And I basically told myself, Hey, you're probably just going to be single raising a kid because you're not going to be able to get married and have kids. I never thought that was possible growing up, not for one second. Wow. And so now you're even doing, you're going beyond the walls of our little phones here and you're doing some in real life meetups. Tell me about that. Oh yeah. Those have been the best part of social media and just connecting with people. Um, and I've met so many like amazing West coast moms, um, two mom families. And we were just in California a couple weeks ago and we got to meet up with them and it was seriously the most amazing thing just to have our kids together and just embrace each other because we had been connected online, but to be able to be in the presence 
and be surrounded by like-minded people that are in the same boat as you is just truly special. What's the number one thing they say to you? Because I'm sure they feel like they know you, like that you're best friends, right? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever really get used to when someone like sees me and they start talking and they're like, oh yeah, I know you. And I'm like, and then I'm trying to remember, I'm like, oh, where do I know them from? And then it's like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. So yeah, I think the strangest thing that has come with that is when someone walks up and they're like, oh, hey, Gray. And I'm like, who are you again? So yeah, that's, you know, a little bit strange, but outside of that, it's all good. Hey, if you like mom to mom and you're a fan of The Hub today, you've got to sign up for our new newsletter. It's called The Hubbub, and it is delivered directly to your inbox every Wednesday morning. We've got great mom to mom content on there, recipes, and all kinds of cool stuff. So all you have to do to sign up is go to NBCBoston.com slash newsletters and click on The Hubbub. I want to talk about our parenting styles, right? Because everybody's got a different style. I want to know what, how you would describe yours. The million dollar question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would describe mine as, I'll say this. Okay. Real gentle parenting, because there's so many like gentle parenting things out there, but I would put real in front of it because I think a lot of times there's so many unrealistic expectations that are placed on like the gentle conscious parenting approach. Um, yeah. So I'll put real in front of it because I take a real approach, uh, first. Yes. We actually do a whole show on that, uh, gentle parenting, patient parenting approach. We did a whole half hour on that. Um, there is so much information out there. I mean, take it from me, right? Like I'm talking to experts all the time about the shoulds and shouldn'ts and we're inundated with it as we scroll through TikTok and Instagram. And there's so many great tips out there. Um, it's almost like oversaturation. So how do you kind of like figure out how you want to do your thing with your wife and are you on the same page? Yeah. So I basically, you know, like you say, you go, you know, you go through TikTok, you go through Instagram, you listen to the podcast, read the articles. And so I'll go through all those things and kind of write down little notes of things that resonate with me. Um, but I have also realized that it's not just a script, right? Like how we can read BS, so can our kids. So if something happens and you're just trying to remember and recite what you heard on a podcast or read an article, they're like, yeah, right that's, that's not working for me. And, and no kid is the same either. So, um, my wife and I, we always send things back and forth to each other on Instagram, like a reminder, like, Oh, Hey, let's talk about this when we put the kids to bed. And so we'll look through it and talk about things, but we are not always on the same page. Um, and we kind of give each other that look quite often. Uh, <laughs> if in the moment one is handling a situation and we are kind of like, wait, no, but we have made it a point to never, you know, like blow up or say that we disagree in front of the kids. Like afterwards, we're kind of like, Hey, maybe not that way. Maybe this way type of a thing. Yeah. I think it's super important to be on this on team parent and to never let them know. Like, even if I disagree with what my husband's doing, I'll say it after the fact, because I don't want them to see that. You know what I mean? Like we need to be a solid front for them. 
Um, but again, I understand that. And for you, like your partner has a different day than you. They have had a completely different set of experiences and they mm -hmm. come home. I mean, I have to be honest, we just did an entire episode on intentional parenting and I got a half an hour of amazing tips about how to keep my cool and how to deal with like specific situations. I never blew up so bad at my kids as I did after I came home from talking about it. I don't understand. It was just like the perfect storm of being like hangry and in traffic and the kids were just whining, which is like my trigger. Like I can't deal oh, no. with like the whiny. Um, mm -hmm. And I lost my mind. And then you feel terrible about it. So do you find yourself, I mean, of course you do. We're human. Um, but right. just, I feel like it's just like an overwhelm that gets the best oh. of us, right? Yeah. You know, it's like I get out of bed in the morning and I, you know, start with like a new mind and I'm, I tell myself, okay, we got this. We're not going to raise our voice. We're going to, you know, do these things. And then next thing you know, my four-year-old is like beating me like a drum and I talk calmly and talk about respecting bodies. And then he like does it again. And I'm, I'm just what is like, your why? Problem? <laughs> right. Why are you doing this you, to me? Are you, why are you a kid? <laughs> oh, you're a kid. Yes. Like, why are you acting yeah. like this? Right. Exactly. And that's the thing that, um, has helped me a lot actually in the past couple of weeks is just remembering that they are kids and parts of their brains literally have not fused together yet. Mm. And they have no control over some of those emotions. And that has really helped me because I was wondering if it was me. And then you feel like a bad mom and you're wondering what, what else can I do? I'm so present for you. I show up for you every single day. I spend all the time with you, give the attention. What else do you need? But it is seriously parts of their brains have not developed yet. And it's not us. And it's not them either. It's, this is just like what life is. And we're just trying to learn and get through it together. That's true. You know what? That night I actually said out loud, I'm a, I feel like a bad mom. And then I thought my daughter heard me. And then I felt bad about that. I mean, we give ourselves <laughs> so much guilt. Um, one of your videos that I loved that totally resonated with me was the one you talked about being in an abusive relationship with your yeah. child. Explain yeah. your thought process behind that. Because they literally abuse you every single day, whether it's physically or mentally, you know, it's, they take you on this crazy roller coaster with their emotions and, you know, their tantrums and whatnot. And literally my son, he does this, it's like this new thing that he does, you know, so he'll abuse me mentally. He might hit me a little bit here and there. And then he looks at me and he's like, mom, mom, do you see oh, that? Mom? Yes. Does that make you happy mommy? And I'm like, and I have to smile back at him because what type of monster would I be if I just looked at him stone cold? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, do you know what you just put me through? Yeah. But yeah, that's every single day. And now his little sister takes after him. And I'm like, can you please stop hitting me in front it's of your sister? It's the cutest thing, but I also find it to be very manipulative, which oh. can serve you well in life, but also can be a bad thing, right? So he will, my son too, it's the, he like will pick and pick and pick and he knows I'm gonna like blow up. And so then yeah. he's like, I love you. I love you. Yeah. And hugs me. <laughs> Do you know what you're doing? Or are you just trying to get out of this? But these life skills, I don't know where they get it. <laughs> I know. I know. But that's the thing that we often forget is that they are humans, just little tiny ones. Yeah. So yeah, they know what they're doing. So how do you handle the different personalities in your household? I know with, for me, with two kids, it's like, they're so different. And so I have to parent different, you know, to each one, their needs are different, but then the other one's always watching and they're keeping a little tally. Like, Oh, mom was with Benny for, you know, she was hugging him and doing this and giving him all this attention because he was constipated grace. That's why he needed my <laughs> attention. 
<laughs> right. He, he had a bellyache. Um, but you know, like every child has different things. Do you see that in your household where you've got to like keep that scale even? Oh, totally. And I, that's also something I've been noticing when my um, son has been acting out more. It's because I am still nursing um, my daughter. And when mm. I am feeding her, he, you know, will come up and throw something at me or he'll just come and try to sit in like the tiniest slither of a spot on the couch, like right next to me. Um, and so he sees that she gets so much attention with that type of stuff or, you know, we hold her a lot, obviously she's, you know, 20 months old and he's like, I want to be holded. So, um, I've been making it like a conscious thing of, okay, if we're like walking somewhere to pick him up too sometimes and let him sit in my lap. Cause I do feel bad. You know, it's like, he's four years old. He is not understanding this is why you're doing these things for yeah. her. It's, it's, that's, we're both your kids. We, I want that same attention too. So when, that's something I'm trying to focus on. I like that. When, I, when my kids were little and I was living in California, I used to go to these baby groups and there was a moderator there and she always stressed the importance of special time. And she said, whenever anything's going awry it, with your kids, if they're anxious at school, if they're having a hard time, if they're acting out, spending even 15 minutes setting the microwave for 15 minutes and going and saying, okay, this is our special time together. How do you want to spend it? Um, mm -hmm. She said, just you watch like three days of that, four days of that, the whole pendulum will swing. And I somehow, for you know, as much as I'm saying that now, I forget to do it. And I feel mm -hmm. like my kids like really could use that right now. My son especially, I think is having a hard time. Kindergarten, it's tough, mm -hmm. it's tough. Yeah. And these are the yeah. pandemic kids. You know, their experience has been very, very different. 100%. And that's so funny that you bring that up because just yesterday, and I, I literally just made a reel about it last night, that um, went to a theme park with Gray and just went on a roller coaster back to back with him. And he loved it. I mean, he had his hands in the air. And after the end of the day, he was just like, I had so much fun with you, mommy. Oh. And I was like, I have got, you know, it doesn't have to be as extreme as a theme park, but I just need those special moments with him when I put his sister for a nap just to play with the kinetic sand or just do anything that he feels like is a special time for us. Absolutely, and giving them the power to choose too makes them feel so special. Hey, if you like mom to mom and you're a fan of The Hub today, you've got to sign up for our new newsletter. It's called The Hubbub, and it is delivered directly to your inbox every Wednesday morning. We've got great mom to mom content on there, recipes, and all kinds of cool stuff. So all you have to do to sign up is go to NBCBoston.com slash newsletters and click on The Hubbub. There's a lot of parents out there who, they want to teach inclusivity, they want to teach acceptance, and you are such a role model, and such a shining star in this space. What advice would you give them? I would say exposure and just normal conversation. Um, anytime I feel like you're trying to teach your kids inclusivity or different family dynamics, um, you know, our kids are in front of screens, let's be real, or books, whatever, whatever you do with your kids, um, read books to your kids that have different family dynamics. And it doesn't always have to be like the topic of the book. It doesn't have to be centered on a two mom family or a two dad family, but they can just be regular characters, like how you would normally have a mom, dad family. Um, and I would say just conversation around it, you know, and just talk about different family dynamics and to your kids, then it would just be normal conversation. It's not anything over the top or something different or something weird or you know anything like that. And I think that's what's lacking a lot. 
What would you like to say to our moms who are watching, who are listening on the podcast? What would, what would you like to say to them? I would honestly say that I just, we are literally all in this together. And I know that sounds so cliche, but that has been what I have found out is that we are all going through something, even when it looks like someone has a, you know, put together, whether that be on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, and it's, you know, it's perfectly nice house, or they look like their kids are so well behaved. Just know that everyone is going through something on some level and just be kind to each other and stop the mom shaming because mm. at the end of the day, so many of us are actually struggling with, it could be the smallest thing to something great. And when you just find that there's community and understanding, it, it makes it a lot easier. And remember those little squares we're seeing on Instagram for most people, that's the highlight reel right? That's not, that's not what's going on behind closed doors. Okay. Uh, with the time we have left, I want to do a little rapid fire with you. So I'll just throw it at you. And just first thing you think of, um, last right. show you binged. The watcher. Ooh. Song currently on repeat. Cuff it by Beyonce. Okay. Favorite <laughs> podcast. Uh, the papaya podcast. Last person that you called on the phone, not texted, but spoke spoke to on the phone? My brother. Nice. Uh, last thing you Googled. This can always get interesting when I ask people this one. Oh, literally a nail salon because I'm going to go get my nails done Ooh, today. Good for you. I have not done that yeah. in so, so long. Uh, last piece of clothing you bought? A dress. Hmm. Weirdest thing in your purse? Ooh. I mean, I guess it's not that weird. It's just like diaper balm, but I mean, you know, I just, you know, gotta Mine's have that really food. I've been known to carry a pork <laughs> chop in my purse at once, once upon a time, uh, biggest mom fail. Ooh. Hmm. I would say my biggest mom fail is feeling like I have failed because a lot of times we feel like we failed our kids in the moment. And sometimes they don't even notice, right. They, they don't skip a beat. So okay. I think it's just being really hard on myself has been my biggest mom fail. Good answer. Biggest mom win? Getting up every day and keeping these little humans alive and, and healthy. <laughs> Amen to that. All right, good rapid fire, Kristen. You are awesome. I had so much fun getting to know you, chatting with you. Let everyone know where they can find you on the socials. We have it here on the bottom of our screen. Yes, Kristen underscore Gabrielle. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. You're amazing. All right. Stay well. Hello to those kids and your wife. Someday we'll meet the whole family. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And remember, you can follow along with all of the mom to mom episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. All you have to do is hold the phone up to this QR code and it'll take you right where you need to go.